Good How's evening. everybody doing? Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good days, good morning, good, good, good morning, good life. Good day. I just feel disco ballish, rainbowish. Oh, you see that? Look oh, at that. Ooh. Look at that. You just want to touch yourself. Touch you just want to touch get it get, get into that skin, Look Pedro. At it, honey. Feel it. Get all get all it get into it, honey. What's the matter, Pedro? <laughs> Are you going, going through, through some sort of a psychological change in your life? <laughs> Are you going back to being a man? <laughs> Come on, Disco Ball. Mm -hmm. How y'all doing, kids? How y'all doing? How's everyone doing today? I feel like we need to name your shirt now. Uh, it's Pedro. Okay. It, that is so funny because today has been the day of Pedro. It's one of, the, one of our participants today... So funny, random, random person in the program. They've been together for nine months, mind you. Mm -hmm. He looks at this one guy and was like, you know, and Pedro and such and such. And he was like, the guy said, who the I don't know who Pedro? Pedro, but my, he's like, I don't know who the fuck Pedro is, but my name is Isaac. <laughs> 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 so then I was like, vote for Pedro, Pedro for president. <laughs> anyway, Pedro, listen, Pedro's coming strong. I don't know where he's at, but listen, this is where we are today. So, um, today is Wednesday, February 6, 2019. I know, right? This I, seems like just, I mean, I hate to be one of those people, like, it seems like just yesterday we were, uh, it was a new year, and we are already a month into this, girl. One month in, thank you. Mm -hmm. We are one, one twelfth of in. the way through 2019, oh, and yes. it has been foolishness oh my God. and fuckery. Like, Already, like it's well. It, it seems like what well, it ended on that note, and then it started on that note. So I don't know what the See, hell. That's why if we if we move the show earlier, then we can eat afterwards. Oh, so wait a minute. Now we what? That's what we got going on. Is that uh, that's how y'all doing it before we get here? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. You know, oh, I was like, now wait a minute. Because you know, oh, you even know, even the going, Wendy's don't have nothing but the drive through Because you know my new obsession. You know my new obsession is that five dollar big uh, junior uh, bacon giant junior junior bacon cheeseburger combo. First of all, I am here for any $5 Wendy's got the best nuggets. Now, and okay. that junior, that giant junior bacon cheeseburger so, is okay. delicious. I, I'm not their gonna... fries, rallies, uh, checkers, like still, fries. I mean, they I, right, but checkers still got the best fries though. I'm gonna disagree on that one. What? Yeah, I'm gonna disagree. I'm a, I would actually they are say seasoned and all crispy. Roy Rogers had the best fries. Yeah, but I'm talking and about there is one. Now. There is a Roy Rogers one, 301. I actually passed. I was gonna say I don't live all the way out in the country, okay. past the end of the world. I, listen, I don't either. I just happened to pet see the other day. But again, <laughs> they, but I do like Wendy's fries because they're they have the little couple of skins on it and they have the sea mm. salt. So it's, when they're hot and you ask them to actually put salt on it, you know, I actually got the works. best fries. Have we ever been to uh, Station Four? Mm -hmm. uh, in water, uh, Waterside Metro Station, mm -mm. they had these fries that they they fry them in duck fat. You were and, telling me about yes, this before. Yes, the duck fat fries. You listen, and then they uh, serve them, you know, with chopped garlic on top and sea salt and pepper. Let me tell you, we gotta go. We're gonna I was gonna say, to go. when is that? Because <laughs> they used to have happy hour where you could get like five dollar appetizers. You could get some duck fat fries and some wings and I, some. See that five? See, listen, Subway, y'all did the whoever y'all marketing. Yeah, you know was, they didn't even do those five dollar footlongs anymore. I know, but the whole idea of anything five dollars and five dollar footlong makes me think of like, yes. I love a five dollar deal. So mm -hmm. listen, Subway, thank y'all for that. But this duck fat, so I'm gonna need to yeah, go duck fat fries. Yeah, so like, yeah, this weekend maybe. Yes, we could. Uh, 
Yeah, but the happy hour isn't a thing. But we can still get them. I just want to get, get the them many times. So like, we can go prize. like Sunday because I get my hair. I get a haircut appointment at eleven. Okay. And then after the after the haircut, we can go to we can go have a we can have brunch on Sunday. He's on Sunday. He's on Sunday. Yeah, he's on on Sunday. Cause since I'm going, oh, so that's why. Oh, so just for a, a note, a pro, a programming note. Oh. Uh, we will not be uh, airing next week because by the time the show is airing, I will be in what? Fort Lauderdale. I have a lovely. Well, I don't check into the house until Thursday, but let me tell you how I. Don't be mad. Don't be jealous. I'm, no, be I'm. Mad, you know, I'm just. You know. Let me tell you. So, flights were a grip. Oh, and I, I had it. just been looking and looking and looking. And, you know, flights. Because what I want, really wanted to do was leave, like, uh, Thursday afternoon. But those flights were, like, five and $600 and shit. That's a bit much. So by leaving Wednesday afternoon... I save about two hundred dollars, and since I got a, like a ton of points on various at various hotels, I could just stay in a hotel for a night for free, and works. I will end up spending two hundred dollars. I'll spend up a spend a little less and save a little less than two hundred dollars because it'll be a rental car for an extra day. But Listen, still, I'll still end up saving that's a, a rip and a half. That's approximately two hundred dollars worth of foolishness. Yes, it's, and. And or, or I am going to do my best because this is not a I want listen, America. <laughs> this <laughs> is a trip for relaxation. So all of my things are going to fit into one small check because I'm flying southwest. America. One small check bag. I want y'all to rewind this next week. <laughs> Matter of fact, the next show, I please rewind to this. Take, I to... I'm going to take a picture of my luggage. It's going to be a one small bag to check and one carry-on that is essentially just going to hold my CPAP machine because the CPAP machine always flies with me. Always. I I. I, I don't like your tone. Your tone seems very pointed. Listen, I'm gonna go ahead and do this for uh, one of our brothers, Iron Sparks. That's French. <laughs> I, so, I, so this language I that you are talking. I will be traveling light because this is not a heavy BDSM kink. America. I mean, I might bring a vest, but I'm not bringing a bunch of leather. I'm not bringing a ton of boots. I'm not bringing a ton of toys and floggers and all of that. So America, I'm, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, that's I, all I'm saying. I said what I had to that's say. That's all I'm saying. So how was your week? My week was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it's, <laughs> so far it's been, but it is a crime an mm-hmm. absolute crime. And matter of fact, not, it, listen, I need to call 911 and somebody's HR office. It makes absolutely no sense to have to be the work at 7 a.m. I think that is ridiculous. Listen. Does the world even start at 7 a.m.? I was and, not even aware that that happened. And on top of that, that means I got to get my ass up at 530. Oh, we know you out. already have a problem listen, getting to places on time. I can't. America. America. Facts. Are facts, but let's be clear. Let me let's be clear. What I'm never, what I'm not late for: a flight, <laughs> a movie, and a concert. Everything else is up for grabs. A movie, but a flight, well, a movie, and a concert. Well, because I likes the previews. 
Okay, all right, I'll, I'll let you slide on that. So those things, we can, we can take that to but the But you're sometimes late for the show. Well, the show doesn't, is actually, the show technically was supposed to start at 9.15. Uh, you don't show up at 9, 14, and 50 seconds for the I show. I roll in, so. hook my mic up, and turn my TV on, and, and, and let's go. <laughs> we good. So I am on time. But anyway, but the week has been, so I've been having one of these crazy weeks. And last night when I was watching the State of the Union address, and, and we'll talk about that in a second, at like 1030, I'm doing the like, I'm doing the grandpa thing. I was like. Yeah, because you got to be up at the butt crack of dawn. Listen, I couldn't even get myself together. There was a little drool hanging out on the side. Mm-hmm. Listen. But wait, 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 wait. I got to say this. So, Eddie, <coughs> um, so I'm wearing my glasses now. I told y'all mm-hmm. before, I, you know, I got these glasses and I'm never wearing them. Um, I went down to. I was now coming, you can see shit, huh? It's, well, it's listen, nice, isn't I, it? Right. I was coming back home last night in the rain. And so one of my issues is depth perception. Like when I see lights up in front and they get the little sparkle lights and all that type of stuff. I put the glasses on and I was like, this is amazing. What? Mm-hmm. Like I can see stuff. What? I wasn't putting the brakes on like 15 times. Amazing. So I'm, I'm trying to do a more conscious job of putting my glasses on, and I was at work today, too. <laughs> we, our teams are doing their presentation at work, mm-hmm. and so they had these PowerPoints up, and they had words on them. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the back like... <laughs> Put your damn glasses on. You can see what's happening. Meanwhile, in it's, a, it's a 195-point print, but it's just blurry <laughs> to me, and I'm just like... <laughs> anyway... But uh, so yeah, that's that's where we are, and um, so far the week's been good. But that that seven a.m. start is just driving me crazy. Yes. But uh, other than that, it's been good. I got a one more seven like, tomorrow and Friday, and then I can get that thing together and get back to bed and go to sleep and yes, all that good stuff. Um, went to my doctor. My doctor told me some news, and you know we tried to. Get all that together, but I'm gonna talk about this Kaiser experience in a minute. But okay. that was that was my oh, was my, that one of the things? That is definitely one of my things that I'm going to be talking oh, about. Okay. Absolutely, woohoo! But I'm anyway, ready. I'm ready for it. Um, tell us about your how was your week? So let's start with the trial. So uh, I alluded to the fact that I got picked for jury duty. Now I knew I was going to get it. This is not necessarily technically how the system worked, but I knew that they were going to get me because I skipped jury duty last year. And I don't mean I just, you know, opted out. I just skipped it. I was like, Isn't let's it say illegal? it was, Technically, but. <laughs> like, it was supposed to be, like, January 15th. And then I was like, well, February the 1st. I was like, what? I'm supposed to go to jury duty? <laughs> then I found a thing, and it did the pass. And so when I went this year, I was like, I know they're going to get my ass. I know they're going to get my ass. And then, so, you know, they were like, well, what are your feelings about the police? And I was like, I don't really. I mean, they're all right. I mean, I'm not really a huge fan of the police. And. You know, so anyway, so I get picked for this trial. So the trial, here's the basis of the trial. This dude uh, assaulted a police officer. Okay. So here's the background. The police get a call. Wait a minute, are we supposed to be talking about all this? No, the the trial is done. You can say whatever you want now. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So the, and I'm not going to mention names. So, you know, the police get a call from a bus driver that is there's a dude carrying a gun, you know, out and whatever. So the Metro police show up at this uh, at the at the scene at this carryout uh, in a place that rhymes with Alabama Avenue. (laughs) 
Oh, Jesus. So they are looking for a dude with a red hoodie. So they get there, and there's like a bunch of people standing around. Everyone flees the scene except for a couple of people, and they have an, an encounter. Now, the defendant is looking a little crazy, like, like a little off, like coming down from a like a high like he is crackhead basically like a, yes crackhead is on the end of a bench right. okay i got you and so just had to frame they that. you know the state calls their first witness who is the police officer who got assaulted they open the door and i'm expecting your police officer did you ever see the movie um do you know who fievel is i know who fievel is yeah that's what this this police officer Look like a light skinned Fievel. Five eight, all of a hundred and twenty pounds. I just and he is a police, but he's a police officer. He gets up on the stage with this scared mouse look. <laughs> just I'm just like Okay. And then so the whole point of this thing is that, you know, so he tells the dude to turn around and you know do all this and the dude doesn't comply. And then it all hinges on this phrase, let's get these motherfuckers, Mo. And I, not living in the hood, had never heard anyone say Mo, Mo. Mo in that way. Now, there were a few other Negro. I mean, most of the, most of the jury was white. Okay. But there was me, moron Negro, moron Negro. I mean, me, this moron black guy, uh, older, mid-50s uh, black mama who's always cold, and young, uh, young thirty-ish, you know, kind of sister soldier type. Okay. And a bunch of white guys, and white people. Period. Okay. And none of the black people had ever heard that term "mo" before, so I was like, mm, I feel like they're making that up. But I've since heard that apparently that's very common in the hood for people to say "mo." Mo and I had and never. Joe. Joe, I heard that. I heard Joe all the time growing up, but I never heard Mo. But then again, I don't hang around those kind of places. And those kind of places, I don't want to sound too elitist. But I mean, I just don't. Ne- I just don't necessarily hang around with people who America. <coughs> America. Anyway, so dude says, "Let's get these motherfuckers, Mo," and he apparently charges the dude. And pulls out a knife, and he's like, "Remember Crocodile Dundee?" He's like, "That's not a knife. This, this is, is a, knife. a knife." And so the state's uh, witness, uh, the state's evidence, first uh, exhibit is this fucking Ginsu knife. Literally, the Ginsu knife. That's, remember, that's like this long. You know, it slices, it slices, it dices, it chops, it cuts. And he pulls out some dude, and the dude apparently had it in his waistband. And so he is holding the knife like this. At Fievel. So Fievel feels threatened. So Fievel's partner, because dude has a gun, but he does they have he hadn't gone through the training, so they hadn't issued Fievel a taser yet. So I don't know what the regulations are, what the process is, but you come in at me with a knife, I'm here to shoot your ass. Well, That's just me. First of all, they, he Sorry. was right this close to him, so he wouldn't he didn't have time to pull the gun pull a gun. Oh, okay. Now his partner who was behind him tased the old boy. But the taser didn't do it. This is why I said he was probably uh, on something. Yeah. Because the taser didn't do anything to him. 
Uh, well, no, it caused him to drop the knife. So it at least caused him to drop the knife. Then they tased him a second time, but the taser got on his clothes instead of on, you know, on his body. So eventually they get him on the ground and they literally, you know, so now it's like three police officers who literally admitted to, you know, they said, oh, we took out the baton to subdue him. So they admitted to beating this dude. Okay. Now, I mean, you take out the baton to subdue somebody. I mean, by definition, you're beating them. And, you know, there was no counterclaim, you know, a police brutality or anything. But anyway, so it all comes down to, so then the subsequent cops that come out, you know, and it's funny how they all had their story perfectly together, you know, from the get these motherfuckers mo. And it's so funny to hear the little white prosecutors like, and Officer, I'm just going to say, Officer Jones was so scared. He was scared for his life. And then you hear this man say, let's get these motherfuckers, Mo." And I'm just sitting there like. How long has Officer Fievel been on the force? Three years. Okay. But it's the Metro Police. These aren't D.C. police officers. This is, a metro, this is metro Police Officers. Okay. Well, rhymes with Metro. Schmetro. It's, it's Schmetro police. police. The Schmetro Police Officers. Right. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, so then when we go back to deliberate, I'm just assuming that it was going to be the four black people against all these white people who were like, let's convict his ass. But all to my surprise, <laughs> everybody was like, I don't really know if I believe the police. Like everybody, like all 12 jurors were like, mm. and like, so the charges were, of course, you know, Assault with a deadly weapon for this. Okay. But then they found like another little knife that he had in his pocket later. And they, they tried to pop, get him for assault on that. And we was like, nah, not guilty for that. I yeah. mean, you just having a knife on you, you can't prove that he had any intent to use it. And we felt like some of the charges were piling on. So he, he we did find him guilty on most of the counts. But I was refreshingly surprised at how open to the fact that everybody thought that you know, the police story was bullshit. Okay. And also, there was no red jacket. Ultimately, there was no red jacket. It was raining and a bunch of other stuff. And it was really a fucked up situation because if dude had just done what he was told, which was... Put it down. Turn around. No. Turn around, put your hands on the wall. They probably would have fisted him, probably would have found a knife, but there is, it's not a crime in and of it. I mean, it might Especially be like a minor thing, it, but yeah. you might have gone to jail for 24 hours or whatever, but they would have released him without whatever. If he had just done that, then there wouldn't be anything because it was a complete case of mistaken identity. There was no gun. There was nobody in a red jacket. I mean, not that he didn't okay. have a gun. There was no gun on the scene. So it was a complete case of mistaken identity and everything, and none of this would have happened if he had just done what he was supposed to do. And that's not one of those, well, if you just comply with the officers, you wouldn't get beat down. No, this is different than that because they wouldn't have had any reason to engage with him because there were other people on the scene who complied who were belligerent because we had you had they had them on tape. One of the dudes, one of the witnesses for the defense, actually was caught on tape saying, "Hell no, nah, I don't have nothing." But if I did have a gun, I'd shoot you, motherfuckers. And they let him go on the scene. Okay. Remember, this is Schmetro police okay. officer, right. not DC police officer. Okay. They'd have been like, "Oh, like, go to clang, jail." Clang, clang. Like, oh damn. Right, you should have just shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Right. So clearly, they weren't looking to escalate. Despite, you know, the people being rah-rah about it. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, ugh. And everybody felt bad for him, but it was like, well, you did. I mean, you pulled this 12-inch knife on the dude. 
12 inches of yeah. death. That's not going to work. Anyway, so uh, Sunday, I um, had my second float. Uh, at this place called Hope mm. Floats in Bethesda. Okay. And this one, instead of the float and then a the massage, this one had 30 minutes of infrared sauna and then the massage. Let me tell you, I I mean, I'm fine with sitting alone, but I don't really just like hot rooms like that. So just sitting there Wait, for 30 minutes. in a minutes. sauna? Yeah. Mm. But it wasn't a steam sauna. It no, was I the like, dry infrared sauna. I, no, I like a sauna. Like, give me the steam. I don't like the... But, and it was like, one of those individual saunas, so it wasn't like a sauna room. Yeah. Well, I guess it would be a steam room. I like a steam room. I like yeah. saunas. But. And then... I know you do. I've heard that about you. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so, the sauna was all right, but the, the point of it is that you're supposed to go in... And you, it opens up your pores by being in there for, for that long. Hey, um, hey, uh, Crystal. And then so we uh, we did that. I did that, and then I did the float. And this float was, I think their equipment is older. Okay. And so it, it just felt a little different. I still enjoyed it, but it was still a little different. And for whatever reason, I was a little sore afterwards. Something about holding my arms out. I just feel like I wasn't. I, it, I felt like um, you know with the other one, you do. You, I did float in it, but in the other one, like my arms, I just sort of let them go and they did whatever. This one, I felt like I kind of had to keep my arms up and my, so I was a little bit sore. Okay. I'm gonna go back though because I, you know, I, I'm just giving another try. Okay. But I'm also gonna try the one in uh, DC. Okay. <laughs> Last thing. So um, we're having a big conference uh, at the beginning of March and I said I'm going to be I'm the one sort of riding herd over everything making the conference happen and then so I said at work that uh, I'm going to be there with my riding boots and a, and a riding crop keeping everybody in line and one of the majors said you had me at riding crop and I was like listen and this dude is <laughs> like right, this dude <laughs> This dude is like this tall and make. Oh, I know, I know exactly. He's five seven and one hundred forty pounds because that somehow came up in conversation on one of our other trips. He wasn't talking to me specifically. I mean... <laughs> so I was like, "You, yeah, you, you saying that to the wrong person?" You know, I, I haven't had it. Is it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Okay, just a little white boy, you know, from Tennessee. Okay. He likes to sit with his legs crossed, and, 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 you know, he has some very, now he got a wife and a child, but he has some very family, his, 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 his some of his uh, mannerisms seem very familiar to me. That's all I'll say on that. Okay. So, anyway, so what are we going to talk about today? So, ooh, I meant to, uh, you was, uh, damn it, it just came, oh, uh, shout out to Renee, uh, Classic Renee. She um, went, went to Cracker Barrel. Yes, you know, I love me some Cracker Barrel. And you didn't tell me so I could give you some money to get me some uh, chicken and dumplings? The so you get the chicken and dumpling dinner with three sides of chicken and dumplings. The, listen, I was there for the pecan pancakes. And that hash brown casserole? I don't you know. Mm -mm, oh, mm -mm. I love that hash brown pecan casserole. Pancake, so, um, and that salty ass ham, you get it, and you take a little bit of the ham and mix it with the uh, with the, with the eggs and the grits and everything. Mm. Anyway, I, yeah, the pecan pancakes had me. So they were, and all I did was one. I just had one. I had a taste. That was mm -hmm. good. That was, it was one. 
Anyway, Which, um, uh, Cracker Barrel did you go to? Uh, down in uh, Waldorf. Oh, I forgot there's one all the way down there. Yeah, yep. went down near the Waldorf. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that's that's I don't, I don't I mean, my passport is expired, so I can't go on. <laughs> This is true because it does feel like that when you ride down there. Right. So, um, so, okay. So, let me just get the boring stuff out of the way. Okay. So, let's talk about the State of the Union. Okay. I, I never thought that as a, as, a, as a kid growing up, I never thought I would be sitting here to watch the State of the Union address. And I'm finding myself within the past five to ten years really, actually longer than that, about, yeah, about five to ten years. Right. Really paying attention to the State of the Union and mm -hmm. for shits and giggles and listening stuff. Just just trying to hear the the hypocrisy and the lies that are that are being told. Right. And 45 didn't let me down. Mm -hmm. He just said some old bullshit that came out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. um, I was looking at an article today at work on CNN's website and they talked about these five things that I agreed with 210% about uh, which uh, these are takeaways from um, 45 speech at the, or 45 State of the Union address. Now, d just in some random orders here, but, mm -hmm. um, he, they, well, I'm gonna go with order. So, they said he started on a bipartisan note, but the problem came because he started off saying, oh, we and us and this and how, and, you know, started, tr listen. Mm -hmm. That went out the window real quick. Oh, of course it did. He, he made this statement that said, we must reject the politics of revenge, resistance, and retribution and embrace the boundless, boundless potential of cooperation, compromise, and the common good. Now, First of all, we know he didn't write none of that. Uh, so let's, thank you, number one. Number two, in less than five seconds later, mm -hmm. this Bama says... If there's going to be peace and legisla legislation, there cannot be war and investigation. It just doesn't work that way. Which, it was really a veiled threat, if you ask me. And I'm sitting there like, you are the president of the motherfucking United States of America, and your ass is sitting here sending out veiled threats to your damn house and Senate and every just, wh what? <sighs> okay. He felt some type of way about being interrupted by the women, the Democrats, but let's give a shout out to them because, listen. How do we know he felt some type of way? Because every time the women's, the, first of all, the, um, the women, the, the majority of the women that were, the, well, not the majority of the women, the majority of the Democratic women wore white. Not all of yes. them did, mm -hmm. but they all wore white in solidarity. <coughs> they moved as one unit, they stood up, mm -hmm. they stood down, mm -hmm. they smiled, they frowned, and that was it. All the way through, so I was I was here for that mm -hmm. because they were very much of in your face all night long. Right. Let's give it up for Nancy Pelosi leading the girls. No, 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 because no. on right because on this day, I, somebody put shot put this out on Facebook. On this day, I died, but they put out this uh, they put out Pat this Oswald. They put out this meme that says February fifth, two thousand nineteen. Nancy Pelosi invents the fuck you clap. That was a fuck you clap. Was she like, was very much listen, like because at first the bitch wasn't paying attention. No, she, she was. was. She was well, okay, but she was. Reading. She was reading. She was doing his speech. She was oh right to she see was reading his to speech see to see where the lies where the lies right. And then at some point she put it down and she was like, and she looked at him. She was like, right. It was almost like Nancy Pelosi got a little ratchet. She was like, "What you gonna do, bitch?" Right. <laughs> 
And if Nancy had did that, listen, the scream from Upper Marlboro right. would have been, yeah! I heard it all the way at the White House or at the Capitol building. Uh, um, he went on to basically uh, vilify every damn Latino American, Hispanic, La- Latina. Then at the same time, he turned around and tried to make himself seem warm and personable by having this 11-year-old cancer patient there Mm -hmm. to talk about how brave she was, to then talk about, uh, I'm sorry, then also bring up the veterans from um, Pearl Harbor, Mm -hmm. to bring up a veteran from uh, a Jewish man who survived the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Holocaust, the the temple shooting in Pittsburgh. Mm The uh, they brought another older gentleman who was a veteran up on uh, made him stand up as well. And then at the same time, you turn back around and you went and addressed or tried to humanize this, but also support your your point of vilifying the Hispanics, the family of a person. I don't know if it was a male, male or female that was murdered by a Hispanic person. And you go into this conversation about the wall in the, the, the border wall at the south of the border in St. Oh. No. Uh, Brownsville? No. Texas? Texas. And where he said it was the safest country, the safest city in the in America. El Paso? El Paso. The safest city in America? <sighs> like. I don't know about all that. It, and you know, I'm, I'm, mixing the, I'm mixing up the facts. Yes. The family was, I don't know where they were from, but he also, but I'm, my point is he brought that part up to go along with you saying that this wall that needs to be built, because you snuck that in there in, in this State of the Union speech, that it's going to be built because you want it built. That's what you snuck in there. You snuck this in there to try to give a face to terror and also try to make get sympathy by having this family here whose, fa- whose family member was just killed by someone that was Hispanic. Like, you tried to make this connection throughout this whole thing. Right. I, I can't. I just, I, I just can't with you, 45. I just, I'm, I'm not here for you. I just, I, I can't. I'm going to let you have all that outrage because I, I just I just can't. It. I mean, and I sat and there. And then, you know, I kept flipping back and forth to see. It was like, is it done? Is Stacy on? Is Stacy on? Then by like and 10.30, Stacey. it still hadn't happened. So I was like, well, I'll just have to read about it later. So Stacy, You didn't care for it? Everyone else said it was good. It was okay. Okay. It was okay. You weren't moved. I, and it was I was, no I was, it was no Michelle. It was Obama. not Michelle Obama. Let it me be clear. It was no Maxine Waters. It was not Maxine Waters. And also, I was sleepy, so I was, I was nodding off in her speech. So I was just like, a tiny bit over it. Mm-hmm. I was sleeping. So, but I, listen, I'm glad that she's made, making a mark, making a splash. She's an up and coming, you know, uh, young congressperson or or mm-hmm. or well, right now she's political nothing. person. I should say, yeah, yeah. right now. Um, so I'll give her that, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, forty-five. I'm. I just you. Uh, I just. I'm, I can't. I, I can't. Yes. But um. Yeah. I just. I. I just can't with you. I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. I just. I can't. So that's enough about the unfun stuff. And so I'm gonna. Yeah. Shoot. I mean, I couldn't. Yeah. I, I, I didn't watch. It, it wasn't. And I was never going to. Yeah. Um. So can I, I, I feel talk no about no obligation to. He, he also mentioned this, you know, and this is going to segue into my Kaiser situation. He's, he also mentioned how he wants to, you know, put all this money into HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. and finding a cure for HIV and AIDS. Isn't this the same person that, that laid off 
the HIV Advisory Council. Right. You, you fired the that. entire like, council. You fired the council. So, you like, know, the cynical part of me, it was like, so what are you going to, you're going to get rid of everything until all of the people with HIV die. Like, I mean, what, what did you, you know, so, I like mean, what, I, I'm sorry if that's triggering to some people and that is not my intent, but, you know, I was like, you're cutting back healthcare resources for LGBT people. Not that LGBT people, LGBT people are the only people. Uh, contracting HIV or living with it. Right. You're cutting off those resources. You fired the entire council. You're cutting back on health and social services. You are making it harder for people to access healthcare, uh, healthcare in, general. in general. So how exactly are we going to end HIV by 2030? And you know, people always had these ambitious goals for shit that's 10 years. Listen, even if he gets reelected a second term, please, Jesus, no. No. He'll be out of office no later than 2024, so he won't even be in a position to make any of this happen. And I guarantee you it ain't going to be no funding for none of this. And listen. So, I mean, I'd say anything. This clown. I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to have a million dollars, you know, $100 million in the bank by 2065. 2065. Uh, well, well, actually, that's 45. Yeah, we'll be 95, 95 years, years old. Yeah, 95 years old. I was going to say my bones might be rotting at starting at that particular point, <laughs> so I don't know. But anyway, um... Yeah, I, I just. Anyway, fuck this dude. I'm, All right, I'm Kaiser. Kaiser. But anyway, so Kaiser. So I am a Blue Cross Blue Blue Shield kid. My parents had it mm -hmm. uh, growing up when I first got, got my first job. Every job I've had has been a Blue Cross Blue Shield um, insurance covered place. Now, whether it was the PPO, the POS, and HMO, whatever, it was always Blue Cross Blue Shield. And so my cost out What's of pocket. What's a POS? Well, yeah, well, yeah, that that too, at times. My costs out of pocket were not, um, they weren't Terrible. outrageous. Mm -hmm. And so I'm okay with that. And I just felt comfortable because I always felt like I can, most doctors would be affiliated with, in some way with Blue Cross Blue Shield. And one of the things that I hate about Kaiser or the idea of Kaiser was that they are, now the idea of being a one-stop shop and getting everything done in that particular building is great. Yeah. The, the problem is some of the doctors that, participate in their networks are not the same ones that participate in Blue Cross Blue Shield or right. the doctors that are over here, you don't even hear about them because I don't want to say they're not as good, but I just hear nothing about them. I hear nobody raving about a Kaiser doctor say, this doctor saved my life, this doctor did this, this doctor did Now, you can look up all of their stuff on whatever websites to see what they've done and all that good stuff, but none of them move me. But And the only reason I'm even talking about Kaiser at this particular point because my job decided to save money and so they changed our insurance plan Kaiser from... Kaiser always less expensive right. than Blue Cross. They changed our insurance plan to go with Kaiser and, you know, okay. So the problem that I have is I did not want to give up my doctor. I, I've been going to my doctor for several years. I have this a, a rapport with her. We are great. I can say, hey, listen, I'm going to have a really nasty weekend, so can you give me a Z-Pack or something? My doctor is cool. As, so listen, I don't want to give up my doctor. So the fact that she's not even covered or she's not a part of this network is, is, was an issue for me. But I was like, all right, let me go ahead and try to use this because they also, they gave us the option of saying, you don't have to leave your doctor. What we'll do is we'll give you, a, we'll have a different plan that is a Kaiser product, but it's not called Kaiser and you mm -hmm. can go wherever you want to go. Right. Great. Out of network. Out of network. The problem with that is the moment you go to get a prescription filled, the first thing that somebody says at the pharmacy, if it's not a Kaiser facility, is this is Kaiser. We don't fill this. It is not. The name of the plan is called multi-plan 
the PHCS. Like that's what it is, and it's not. It can well, can't be you used. Just go get the prescription filled to Kaiser. The doctor. Well, listen. That means I didn't have to travel over to that particular Kaiser facility, and I can just go to the CVS down the street from me. Yes, that is always an issue. I, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to do that. <coughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I go to this Kaiser, and then every time I go to Kaiser, every time I walk in the door, which is no different anywhere else, but it's. Copay, 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 copay. Every time I walk in the door, copay, copay. Okay, but it seems like a one-stop shop. Like it's just like cha-ching, cha-ching. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I had this conversation with the doctor. I was having some issues, but with this deodorant and stuff, and you know, I'm thinking it's a rash and all this good stuff. So he, I saw the doctor. He was telling me what's going on. I was like, okay, great. He gave me some uh, prescriptions and stuff. I was like, all right, fine, great. I said, well, since I'm here, do me a favor. I want to go and run the whole battery of tests. I want to get everything done. He was like walking out the door and literally standing behind the door and was like, oh, yeah, well, I can go ahead and run that for you. All right, bye. And I was like, but like I wasn't really finished. I was trying to have another conversation. So I didn't think he put this information through to go get this test. I then go downstairs to get blood drawn. Now, I'm not, this is no shade to anybody that is it that does this every single day, but I feel like some of the med techs are not, Doctors? No, they aren't doctors and, by definition. Right. They're not doctors by definition. And I don't necessarily know if some of them could actually do some of the tasks that these doctors do now. I think that's probably a safe th statement for me to make right now. You said they could or could, could not? Could not. Oh. Could not. You mean they're not qualified to do blood draws? Some of them, you know. Some of them look like, you know, LaRonda from around the corner. And I got LaRonda's cousin, Starkeisha. Starkeisha was at the motherfucking... Did she have long nails, how I draw your blood no, no. like this? Starkeisha had... Listen. She, she, and she hit you with the, with the nail in it. She listen. Went, she with it like, like... Shout out to all of my phlebotomists and, and med techs and CMTs and everything, because you've got to make a living, too, and yes. you do your job, and I'm all here for it. But, this, but Starkeisha... She was, I looked at her and I was like, you are very local. She had that hair cut all the way down. It was just down to just a little bit of a brush cut. Like I probably have more hair than she does if I put a relaxer in it, it just laid down. So it was like mm -hmm. really Tony Braxton-ish, but it was kind of like with no curl, just kind of laid flat. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the counter and I was like, first of all, I was amazed to try to figure out where the hell the damn thing was. I get downstairs and I'm like, okay, great. So she's standing there and I was like, I need to get some blood drawn. I need to see if the doctor put this information in. She's like, uh-huh. ID and medical card. I was like, oh, sure. I was like, okay. I reach across the counter and I give it to her. Starkeisha's sitting at the counter like this. Now I done reached across the counter to give this to you and your hand is back here. And I'm like, well, girl, if you lean forward or even just extend your arm to, like, I've already reached across. Well, maybe, maybe she had like a listen, withered hand listen. that she couldn't reach. She took my information. She... <laughs> She gave me back two pieces of paper, and she said, you can have a seat. And I said, okay, thank you. I sit down. I'm looking, because they're going to do blood draw. I see the little thing. I'm nosy, because I've been, you know, I'm 47. I've been to the doctor several times. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, this is, you're going to test for this and test for that. I'm like, okay. I'm looking at the little codes. I've seen this stuff before. I'm like, all right, great. Do, 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 do. I'm like, I'm sitting here for a minute. I'm like, what? And I keep hearing this dinging. And I was like, well, what the? I get up, I then look up and see that there's a counter up at the top and she gave me a number. And I was like, my number was like 883, they were like 886. So I walked back over to Starkeisha and I was like, there's a counter 
She was like, well, yeah, the number's up here. And I was like, well, you, you didn't say about nothing that. about a counter. And I was like, they're past my number. She said, well, you can just go ahead in. I was like. Well, then, bitch, what the fuck is the point of like, giving number then? What the hell? I just walk the fuck in. I, listen. Uh, Starkeisha, thank you for making my Kaiser, just living up to what my expectations were of, of Kaiser. You were, ooh. I think mm. you were predisposed to be pissed off. I, 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 I was and I am, and I'm not really happy about that. And then on top of that, I had to pay for a month. An Uber that cost me nine dollars. <laughs> so I was already in a bad mood. But anyway, that was my Kaiser story. But anyway, I, I digress. Well, see, I have you know bad veins, so you can be digging around in my arms, you know, forever. So we always do a butterfly. Okay. Like right there or right there. And you know, now that I'm in this prep study, I get blood drawn all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. So when we do it, you know, in the prep study office, it's easy. But when I had to go get regular blood drawn, you know, they start pulling out all the stuff. I was like, I, I, you get need a butterfly. a butterfly. And they look at me like. I know exactly <sighs> what I'm doing. I've been doing, let me, please let me do my job. I was like, and so one time I had, to, I told the girl, I was like, listen, it's not your choice. <laughs> I'm telling you, I want you to use a butterfly. I have been living in this body my entire life. And I know that you are going to be digging around in my arm, you know, for whatever. And then you're going to decide to do this. And listen, I am not, I'm not squeamish about it, but neither do I want you digging around but in my arm. But a knee on my arm digging around, you goddamn right I'm being a little squeamish. With that, you digging right. around in my so arm. So use the fucking butterfly. If you don't know how to work the butterfly, then get a, someone who does. So, you know. What I have learned in those situations is that you have to be your own advocate. Because there was this one time where I went to the doctor and they, you know, I first became a diabetic and they prescribed me this medication. Mm -hmm. And the medication worked, but it made me nauseous. Okay. Very nauseous. And I did not clearly say how much it was making me nauseous. Okay. And so the doctor doubled the doses because you know it's like all right so you know you're you insulin i had actually started to have vision problems oh, from yeah, the di yeah. from the diabetes the at first i don't have it anymore right it was, it was a temporary thing but he was like all right so if we want to get the, we get this all cleared up get your numbers down or whatever so he did it and then his ass went on vacation for two weeks which is his which is his right right to do but i got really sick and ended up almost dying from dehydration and so i learned from that you know, that the only person that advocates for me. So my doc, my new doctor, who I've had for a couple of years, you know, she's tried me on this new uh, injectable. And I tried that shit for, like, uh, a month and a half. And I tell you, I have my feet my feet will be tingling, and I was like, and everything. And so when I went to see her, I was like, I stopped taking that shit. Because I was like, it's just... Tingling it's, feet? No, that's not good. Yeah, I was like, I was always feeling, you know, That's like neuropathy sick. type of stuff. Yeah, it was like yeah. neuropathy, and, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I'm not taking this anymore. And mm -hmm. she was like, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, so you're having some bad side effects. I was like, yeah, and so I'm not taking that anymore. Yeah. So now I, I stick up for myself when it does. Because, you know, if you don't, because I'm reminded of that commercial, I think it's the woman with um, irritable bowel syndrome, and oh. then she she's talking, and she's like, yeah, well, you know, it's okay, and it's not too bad, and, like, her little her other, other self, self yeah. is like, no, you should say what's yeah. well. She's like, you know what, actually, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. And so that's how yeah. I've, you know, I've been, like, completely honest with my doctor about what's going on. And I so. think that's why I love my doctor, because I can have those conversations with her and be very, very candid about everything. Because mm -hmm. when we first had that conversation about when we had blood drawn and we was going to 
be tested for a few things. Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, is there anything we should worry about? I was like, well. Well, the, the list of what we shouldn't be worried about is shorter. So, yeah. She's like, well, I see your blood work. She said, oh, okay. She said, well, I can see some things that you've been exposed to and some things that you've not been exposed to. Oh, wow. And I was like. Whore. Whore. I said, okay, girl, thank you. She's like, how dare you? Anyway, all right, so let's uh, let's talk about uh, Jesse. Let's just, you know, listen. I don't really why, have, why, why are we? I'm, good, I, I'm, know, I'm glad more stuff is coming out, and I'm glad all of the people who was talking shit ahead of time are shutting the fuck up. Cause and that's, that's basically what it is. Here's my thing. Could he be lying? Yeah, anybody could be, could lying. be lying. Yeah. Anybody could be lying. But the, first of all, there's a presumption of innocence. And second, there, I feel like we owe him and other, particularly LGBT people, the presumption of innocence. Because I look at it like this. A lot of, you know, everybody, there are plenty of people who aren't famous who get attacked all the time. Right. And if everyone is doubting, you know, this famous person, people might feel like the same way like women don't feel like anyone will support them when they report. You know, if immediately when someone says they were attacked, it was like, oh, well, what was you doing out that time of night? Or, and why were you, you there? Know, why were you, were you there? You know, why, maybe why you was out getting some trade. You shouldn't have been there you know, by so, and so forth and so on. Right. I'm like, you know, that's going to make people feel less, um, feel more reticent about telling their own stories, mm-hmm. you know, because maybe they were out getting... Maybe they were out. Maybe Get they were life. out going to a twenty-person gangbang. It still does not give anyone the right to beat you up on the street. Or maybe they were going to. Why was you going to subway at three o'clock in the morning? You famous? I was like, girl, he is. He is a co-star on a moderately famous show on Fox. He is not Beyonce. He does not roll with 20 security people or whatever. He is the kind of person that if he needs a Subway sandwich at 3 o'clock in the morning, go get a motherfucking Subway sandwich. Beyonce will be like, I'm hungry. And someone will be like, okay, Beyonce, I'm going to go get it. Listen. He is not Beyonce. If he's hungry at 3 o'clock in the morning, his ass is going to get up and go to the motherfucking Subway or the corner store and get something. Now, listen, let's be clear. Beyonce shows up at Target for a reason. Because the last couple of times she showed up at Target, I was that like, That was a really? stunt, though. That's a stunt. Like, that was a, that, that, listen. Yeah, she's not, oh, I want to be, I want to be like every person. No, no girl, no. You're not. No, you're, you're not. not. The last time Michelle Obama showed up at a Target was four, was eight years, actually at this point, nine years ago. Right. So Nine years ago. No. Anyway. So, you know, the fact that people aren't even giving a chance for the facts to come out. Listen, if, if he's lying, the facts will come out and then he will get clowned, as yeah, he should be. As he should. But until the facts come out, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's true. So, because if not for him, about think of the friends in your own life. We all know, all know. And if you don't know, it's because they're afraid to say that is true. That you know something like that has happened to them, and they feel like it's their fault because maybe they were coming back from some dates house, and you know if they hadn't been coming back from the dates house, they wouldn't have got attacked or some foolishness like that. So you know, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, that's my general rule. If what I have to say is going to hurt another person, and they, you know, unless they actually did something, now again, if he get called out and he gets caught, then, then he gets clowned. That's a whole that's, other story. That, that will that's be clowned. His other. ass will get clowned. But <laughs> until <laughs> then, <laughs> just shut the fuck up, yeah. because there's no po- nothing positive that can come from you saying that. Yeah. Well, in that same note of being clowned. Okay. <laughs> 
Drag Race. Drag Race was actually interesting this week. I was here for it. Yes. Um, th- this is the the one of the, the challenges I look I look forward to, which is the make someone a, in your likeness or their family member or make it look like your sister. Right. The whole resemblance makeup. And that's makeover. it's difficult because it is. some people are only good at putting makeup on, on themselves, themselves. Exactly. And don't have the ability to translate that into something else on other people. And you know, um, so. All right, so we're gonna jump. Well, so uh, who but, the people? Who are the so, people? Okay, so Manila had her had her husband Mike. Yeah, who was I a think, cutie? Yeah, he's a cutie, and I think he's I, I want to say he's like Latino something or like that. something. But it's something something going on there, and he's a very cute cute guy. Mm-hmm. Like he caught my attention. Uh, Latrice had her be, her her best friend. Yes, who in her former life was known as Alexis. So this is a former drag queen. No, she was not a former drag queen. She yes. did drag that one time. No, she twenty four years ago. Oh, so she actually did drag she used to a do lot. Dra- yes. Oh, okay. But and, he was the story. He was later was the first time that he saw her though. Okay, so maybe I missed that part, but I remember because they were friends, but before she went to jail, yeah, yeah, right. And he was a part of this the 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 scene that helped, the, him, that get helped back. her get back. So yes. maybe so. Let me take that back. He named himself Alexis, so he may not have been a former and that drag was, queen. And, and that was the first time that the very first time he looked like a dude and a truck driver and a and a wig or whatever. But yeah, so it was Alexis and uh, Naomi and her good friend. I don't even know what this guy's like. Name, I don't know yeah. what his name was, but it was like okay. But we'll come back to Naomi in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, Monet and her very very white best. He was a cutie white, though with that red hair. Listen, though when I say he is so he that so red pale. hair pale like white. Like he's been scared for like the la- all his life, just no color. Mm-hmm. But very cute guy, um, Monique and her poodle bra. Because yeah. listen, he had this whole curly top poodle thing going on. Yes. But okay, so Trinity also had her hubby, who was actually cute as well too. He was cute too. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. cute. Uh, but I, I felt was like, like you pulled that. I was to, to, to <laughs> Trinity. I was like, ooh, Trinity, you overachieved. Honey. Yeah, I was like, okay. And then she was saying something about when they were getting dressed. He was like, well, you know, he's gifted. I got to pull the tape this way, that way, this way. And I was like. I'm going to need to see that because some people's oh, idea of gifted no, and my okay. idea of gifted is. Like, Trini, you got a lot of booty back like, here, too. Like, like you, you know, know, the kids be like, oh, he was gifted. Yeah, he had a huge dick. He was like eight inches. I was like, I mean, that's nice. But, I mean, that's, that's not huge. huge. I mean, and it's thin, too. <laughs> okay, but we digress. Anyway, yeah. All right. So, so anyway. Um, so uh, they had to do all these things and, and make, and, and, and the, the, I agreed with the bottom two because I thought Manila's look I was very basic. Oh, I agree with Manila. Manila's, Manila's yeah. look was extremely basic. I dis well, okay, so I'll take that back. So Manila's look was very basic and I think she definitely deserved to be in the bottom two. I was a little more torn on Latrice because I didn't think. The, I agree. Latrice didn't, her and, and Alexa looked nothing alike. There was no family resemblance. Okay. Big bitches, that's it. That's all. Okay. But the other one that I was torn with was Monet. Monet and her and her and her look alike, they did I I did I didn't see the resemblance. Yeah, I can't even remember what they the, look like. They had the gold outfits on. She had the gold pants on. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Didn't, they didn't really, it was, they, it it was, was the no, outfit that made them that look was alike. It. That was, like that's all. But Monet did look beautiful though. That's the, right. She, she painted wonderful. that night. She looked great. That's the best I've seen her look. Her her makeup that day was great. She was giving me Cheryl Lee Ralph. She well, she gives Cheryl Lee Ralph every damn day. So yes. I mean she just But uh, particularly. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then so again, the lip sync for your legacy with with the bottom two uh was well, the bottom the bottom two wound up being Latrice and Manila, and the lip sync for your legacy was between Naomi, who 
Shout out to Naomi Smalls, who turned this. When she came out with her lookalike, she did this whole, came about as two women, one with very long hair. She had, she was a woman. Well, it, it was, was in the sixties. Oh, it was or, sunny and share, but it was like share and share. Right. It was like share and share. But then when she turned around, spun and took the wig off, and she had sun, a little short wig on, and she her was little bob, sunny. Little mushroom bob, and she came sunny. Listen, Naomi, you turned that. You, you turned that it. is your legendary moment yes. on Drag Race. Just like no, Raj- no, 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 no. Her legendary moment was her lip sync for her legacy because she turned that song out while Monet just fucking stood there. Well. That's another moment for me for mm. her because that look. Cause th- I'm talking about as far as her look. Like, okay, like there okay, are, the look. There, yes. there are looks that people do that have done. But her just everything. drag performance. Yeah, she. And Manila, she I mean, Monet, I mean, Naomi's drag performance was. I was just like, yeah. Even even if Manila, even if uh, Monet had been giving it, which uh, she was, she, she was, was just, not, She was literally just standing there. Just, I felt like she like, was what. And all this was supposed to be in the, in the, the, the theme of, of Judy Garland. like Right. And so know. they did this Judy Garland song, and Naomi just turned it out. I mean, uh, she, was work, she was all over the stage. Yes. She was doing acrobatics and yes. sliding on the stage. I love that slide, uh, that stage slide thing that she does. <laughs> I love that that she does. And she, she worked it out. Um, they did come out with some final runway, well, with some other final runway looks that were like, mm. uh, yeah, whatever. But some of the no- notable looks for me also were Monique and her um, best her BFF, and they did the eye, the eyelashes and the eye thing. Yes, that outfit was was so was the, good. The arm had that lashes. I felt on like it. that could have that should have been like a winner. It was cute. It was real cute. Mm-hmm. Now there wasn't a whole bunch of resemblance, but I it, it worked. It was cute. It was it was cute. It was cute. It was yeah. To it. me, the resemblance doesn't necessarily have to be was, all in the makeup and but everything. It was, it was but cute. yeah, it, it certainly it, it, it was cute. worked. And it worked even if the resemblance wasn't there. The whole thing was put together yes. so that even if they didn't look exactly alike, the concept was yes. together. Yes. And that was great. And 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 again, um, Monique has great ideas, and sometimes her execution is a little off, but like, because mm-hmm. we were talking about her Josephine Baker look. Yes. But this one was pretty, this was, 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 was much on. well put together. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciated that. Um, I think Monique was given a lifeline. Yes. You say the gag. I don't think it was a gag that Naomi sent Manila home because Manila chose Latrice to I'm save sorry. Latrice. I'm sorry, let me think. Monet, as far as I'm concerned, was given a lifeline. Not Monique, excuse me. Oh, yes, Monet, Monet definitely was. was. Because that should have been, she should have gone home, home too. So that, because she basically stood there. I mean, I know I get that it was Judy Garland and you were supposed to be there, but this was not a... You are a drag performer, bitch. Performer. Right, you were supposed, it wasn't, you You were, You. were. this wasn't, you know, your, you make me feel like a natural woman where you could stand there and do that Listen, emoting Listen, shut that down. Right. And emo- you know, but anyway. Right, mm-hmm. so, yeah. But, but yeah. Naomi sending Manila home, I, that was expected it, to I me. I mean, it was a gag. But it was almost like you knew it was coming because Naomi is like, "But your competition, so you got to go." And Manila was, go. and she and was leading this everything. Whole thing, listen, this whole thing about you know where Trinity is like, "I'm sending home the weakest link because I want to compete against the best." It's like, no, bitch, this is someone who could take you a hundred thousand dollars. So, so of course you go. send home the person who was the strongest competition because that, that means go. the next per- the the comp- pool of competition is that much, that weaker, much weaker moving forward. I mean that's that's a dumb strategy Listen, to me. I, I I think it's admirable, Trinity, for you to do that's it that good. way. Good that for is you. Wonderful. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. But uh, 
now you sit there. If you do you know, it, if you, you, to me, that's as you're concerned with what other people think. And you, you don't want people to feel like your win was illegitimate because you won against someone. None of those, none of the women that are left are terrible. So it's like, okay, whatever. But uh, sending Manila home, Manila did the same shit to send whoever it was home did. with uh, she, over Latrice. And we all, listen, did. I love Latrice. I, I love too. Latrice, but she has consistently been a weaker competitor throughout this. And I think, let's keep it cute. Latrice has never been the best competitor on the shows. Latrice works her ass off. Yes. Yes, she does. In performances. And when you see her, that's where Latrice's legend comes from. Latrice's legend doesn't come from being the best competitor. It comes from being the best drag performer and everyone that sees her is slayed by her so they expect and they translate personable. that and she's personable yeah, she's very and so personable. they translate that but she's just not been serving no. that you know and i think on the show i think when you if, if they ever did a drag race plus size or drag race plus mm-hmm. i she definitely could compete although i think there's some other big girls that would actually slay her mm-hmm. as well because again, I'm gonna go ahead. You have Darian Lake. You also have uh, Ginger Minge, mm-hmm. who I love, and you also have. Uh, she was one of the Heather's. Um, shit, she's on the tip of my tongue with blonde hair. Uh, she does Rue's makeup now. It was. Uh, it was. Roxy does. No, no, no. not Roxy. Mm-mm. She, uh, she wore the a t-shirt where they had to wear a bathing suit one time. She wore a t-shirt that covered her up, and it was a body on on the bathing suit. Mm. I can't think of her name. It'll come to me. But anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, there's a couple of big girls, that's, but yeah, she's one of the competitors, but yeah, I think that yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't actually, even on the plus thing. But. All right, so, uh, is that uh, it? Or you want to talk about? You know, I hate you, Bank of America. You know, it's, it's, it's taken me. To get the, to get her it accounts ranch It has taken me a week to send in, I mean, a week for them to find a fax that I sent over to them, or an email, rather. So they can put it into her account so I can actually have a conversation about stuff. Mm. I, I absolutely hate you, Bank of America. Yeah, I don't fuck with Bank of America. I, I just can't fuck with you. Yeah. But anyway. Well, all right. Uh, the BGKH show streams live on Wednesdays on www.voxwave.com. Currently from 9.15 to 10.15 p.m. Eastern and 6.15 to 7.15 p.m. Pacific. But we will probably be moving time slots, and you'll see an announcement about that soon. Same day, just earlier time slot. Yep. Get up a little bit early so we can go to bed early. So episodes are available on YouTube every Friday. Search for Vox Power 373 and look for the BGKH show with Dominion and Epic. You can also catch us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just looks for look for Vox Power 373 and look for the BGKH show with Dominion and Epic. We do still have space for a live audience, and we would love to have you here. And call in. And I call mean... in. 240-719-2560. Call in, please. So, I mean, we go off the air now, or we're going to go yeah, off the air. Yeah, it's too late still, for now. You know, call, call in, in now, you get, you get the click. You get the click. That's where you got to go. So, uh, Epic, how can the kids get in contact with you? So, you can get in touch with me at I Have Funky Glass. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can get in touch with me on Facebook at uh, Looking for Epic Onyx. You can also look, uh, reach me on Instagram uh, at I Am Epic Onyx and also on Twitter at Epic Onyx One. And Dominion, how can I reach you? BeastlyBurlyBlackBitch.com. <laughs> Not yet. But soon. <laughs> but soon. Come through. Uh, BBB. Right. Uh, 4B. B, B, B quad. Anyway, 4B. <laughs> <laughs> B, B times quad, 4. B, yeah, B, yeah, B quad. Okay. Quad B. Quad, B. quad, quad B. B. 
Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, so you can reach me at Dom Onyx on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dom Onyx, and my website, which is www.domonyx.com. So we want to we, thank you all for coming out. And, you know, just so we know, we didn't do this earlier, but, we, you know, we just want to give you, as we close out the show, we're going to give you what BGKH actually stands for. So, so the B is, is for, for the, the blacks. The G is for the gays. The K is for the kinky people. This is, this is, this is, this is your asshole. This is your asshole. <laughs> See, you put the fist into the asshole, and then it stretch the asshole. And then if you do it right, the asshole come out of the asshole and come on the outside, and that's called a prolapse. And then when you get finished, you can go to Bella Noche's. And then the Bella Noche, and, and you show everybody your asshole. I mean, it's Bella Noche's. And speaking of assholes, the H is for all of the humans. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a good night. Bye. The asshole. <laughs>